Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Absolutely stacked lineup for you today on Monday's show, including a story I found fascinating, which I'm sure sometimes I kind of like, is the audience going to like this or do I just like it? Or is this just a Dan thing? It's not a Dan thing. It's a story about the NSA and how we may have found out some things about some things. That's fascinating. Got that? Some Corona stuff, some unrelated stuff. There's other news going on too. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN. Protect your online data today. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Well, young man, I'm doing pretty good, just like everybody else, doing what it takes to get this done, you know? And and we are going to get through this, no doubt. This is not going to be Captain Negative doom and gloom shows. I'm not doing it. Sorry, this is the United States of America. We are a tough group of people. We are going to get through this. And this constant 24-hour doom and gloom is tanking our economy, destroying people's lives, and making people depressed all the time. As I said to you last week, and you know it as well as I do, because you're all dirt under the fingernails. Let's get to work, people. This is not a time for emotions. It's a time for problem solving. No more what if. What if this? What if that? Screw the what if. We got a problem, and we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. We're going to get through this stronger. It's not false optimism. That's the... United States of America. My man. She's tough. And God bless all of those who defend her and all yep. of you healthcare workers right now who have cojones like steel. Thank you for going to work mm-hmm. and doing the right thing. All right, big show today. Today's show brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Okay. It's because parents want to protect their children from left-wing propaganda and indoctrination. They're getting concerned about what's going on in school districts. Now with school districts closing down due to the spread of coronavirus, you have a new reason to consider an accredited online education quality education from our friends at Freedom Project Academy. You're making a mistake if you don't check them out. From the comfort, convenience, and safety of your home, your children can receive an accredited, classical, online, high-quality education built on Judeo-Christian values for students in K through 12. It's a complete, interactive, educational experience. People love it. Where students attend live classes with students across the country. More importantly, they teach students how to think, not what to think. Go today to freedom4forschool.com, freedom4school.com. That's freedom4school.com. Request your free information packet today. Check it out. Enrollment has, has begun when the, when the coronavirus hits, so classes are filling up faster than normal because parents are concerned for the safety of their kids. It's a great opportunity to enhance their education and keep them safe at home. Go today. freedom4school.com. That's freedom4school.com. All right, Joe, let's go. And they're off. All right. In one of the saddest episodes of this entire uh, Wuhan virus, um, uh, you know, uh, crisis we're living through now. One of the things I've been looking at this weekend, and it's really horrifying, as I've discussed with you before, is. Don't you find it a little odd? Joe, I'll I'll open this up to you and, and Paula as well. Don't you find it a little weird? That brave, brave, I mean, I'm with a capital B. Journalists in China and citizen journalists who were out there warning the world about the Wuhan virus months ago are now, air quotes, disappearing, or Hmm. should I say have been disappeared? Well, it's happening in China, so mm, not real surprised. Real journalists. These are real journalists. Gotcha. While fake journalists here are actively promoting communist propaganda. I, you know, I was thinking about this. This has nothing to do. I mean, obviously, Florida, you know, like everywhere else, a lot of this stuff is closed, and you know, unfortunately. 
So, you know, we've been sitting around trying to get some work done, trying to catch up on some stuff. And I was sitting out in the back looking at the sun this weekend. It was a beautiful weekend in Florida. And I thought to myself, does that not describe the times we're in right now? Mm -hmm. That you have brave citizen journalists in China living under a tyrannical, despotic communist regime months ago tried to warn the world. Disappearing. Their Twitter accounts disappearing. While hack pathetic bought and sold media activists here try to pump into the veins of the United States' collective organism, Chinese propaganda, to make you believe what didn't happen really happened. And to make you believe what happened goes away. Interesting article, what kind of uh, inspired me to go down this line of thinking. Mm -hmm. There's a piece in the Wall Street Journal that appeared this weekend. It's definitely worth your time. It's subscription only, but I'll cover the, it's by an Alessandra Bocci. It says, China's coronavirus diplomacy. Rome praises Beijing's solidarity in sending ventilators, face masks, doctors, and nurses. Ladies and gentlemen, this is pathetic. What? What is Italy doing? Praising these people because China now is figured out. They unleash this plague on the world. So by sending some ventilators, they think we should praise them for this. But there's an interesting takeaway from the piece I wanted to put out there. I always try to get you the real nooks and crannies of what's going on. Talking about how all these brave, and I do mean brave, citizen journalists in China have mysteriously been disappearing. They talk about this one. Zhu Xingyang, forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong, an activist who would criticize China's leader Xi, his response to the coronavirus was jailed for, quote, subversion. Li Jiwao, a former journalist for the Chinese network CCTV who tried to provide independent information on the outbreak from Wuhan, has also disappeared. Fang Bin and Chen Jizhu, two independent citizen journalists in Wuhan, God bless you are also missing after filming virus patients in makeshift hospitals and urging citizens to demand accountability for their government. Now many of the Western journalists who brought these stories to the world's attention have been expelled from China. While our hack, pathetic, broken, propaganda-spewing, Pravda-like media here continues to promote Chinese propaganda that any tie from Wuhan or China to the coronavirus and naming or whatever you do is racist. This part, wait, Mm. this gets worse. This is one of the Chinese propaganda officials, one of their ambassadors right now, pumping out all this nonsense, trying to disconnect China from what they did here. This is one of their propaganda artists, I'm not kidding, on Twitter, actually thanking Hillary Clinton for pumping out the Chinese communist propaganda that any discussion of China's connection to the Wuhan virus, Joe, is racist. This is them actually thanking broken, horrible, horrifying human being, Hillary Clinton. Look at this. I'm not messing with you. China News, one of their propaganda outlets, tweets, Hillary Clinton on Wednesday critiqued Donald Trump's recent usage of China virus to refer to COVID-19 as, quote, racist rhetoric, which is an attempt to eclipse his poor response in curbing the virus outbreak. China News is quoting Hillary Clinton. The ambassador says, it is true. Chinese ambassador, justice always speaks loudly. Ladies and gentlemen, 
if you ever, if, if for some bizarre reason you were still questioning what side the Democrats, many of them, not all of them, and the media are on, there you go, summed up in one tweet, being thanked by the propaganda artists mm -hmm. in China for pumping their propaganda. That's not a joke. Those are actual tweets. Yeah. China thanking Hillary Clinton for doing all their dirty work. 2020's Jane Fonda, my man. Oh, my gosh. Pathetic. All we need is like an appearance on the on the turret. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is just unbelievable. Yeah. Pumping deadly Chinese propaganda. What an ass. <laughs> I, I can't I, I can believe I I I can't but I I honestly I was I, I this is an I, I know we always have new lows and we're like we've definitely reached the basement of liberal activist media propaganda now. No, no, we haven't. We no. we're now in the yeah. subterranean level, headed toward the core of the earth. All right. Now, again, I'm going to get to other news. I'm not doing 24 hour Wuhan virus. I'm not because listen, I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to instill panic. We're problem solvers. We're going to fix this panic kills. That's it. And I'm starting to question the motives of many people in the media with the 24 hour gloom and doom. We'll fix this. Don't be Will Smith from I Am Legend. Everybody's dead. Everybody, he has to, they have to, the lady has to like shake him out of his stupor. Another article in the Wall Street Journal, and it is a good one, a really good one. It's time for a conversation now. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to prepare. And listen, you have my, my emails on the website. You want to send feedback to us? Good and bad, we'll take it. Just please don't curse in it because sometimes my daughter reads some of it, if you can. If you need to curse, you know, whatever, do your thing. But it's time for a difficult conversation. Holman Jenkins, Wall Street Journal this weekend. What victory looks like in the coronavirus war? We can try to stop time until a vaccine is ready, but the result might be identical to defeat. Folks, I think I can speak for Joe too, and I'll take some liberties here and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know I speak for Paula because this is something that's been eating her alive all weekend. We went out this weekend a little bit. Not out like you know, partying or anything, but we went out because we have to eat. And, you know, like everyone else, we're trying to conserve our food. And also, Paul and I, you've been very generous to us over the years. We grew up, both of us, quite poor. I don't want to see anybody go through that. I don't want to see bankruptcy. We're doing our best to support local businesses. Everybody is. Believe me, this is not a moment of self-praise. Hey, look at me. I'm not virtue signaling anyone. Mm -hmm. You're all, all doing your part. I've seen it. I follow people on Twitter. Everybody's doing tip big, do whatever you can to keep your local restaurants and all the other businesses too. It's not just restaurants. Anything you can do, if you are in a position where your income is stable right now, please help them out. Please. I'm humbly and with the greatest of respect asking, if you are in a position to do it, please do it. If you're struggling yourself, everybody gets it. But we went out this weekend to a local uh, kind of pizza place, Italian restaurant, a couple of them. We were trying to spread the money around as we best we can. And we watched the guy. They're doing curbside delivery. You pull up, they come out, they have gloves on and right. everything. And I watched the look. I know this guy, not a personal friend, but I go to his place a lot. It's tough, man. It was tough to look at him. I, I'm sorry. I'm like a big sap. I get like emotional. So my apologies. I'm not. Don't let my 6'1", 225 pounds of uh, cell mass uh, confuse you. 
It is. It's tough. It was tough to watch this guy. Wondering if his employees and his business, you know, is even going to be open next week. Folks, we have to start to ask ourselves this key question Holman Jenkins asked in this piece. What does victory look like? We can't keep the economy closed forever, folks. We can't. We can't do it. This is a devastating, serious virus that is a real, legitimate threat, especially to people who are older. The threat diminishes, thankfully, if you're young and healthy. But it's still a threat. We have never, ever said otherwise, despite the fact that media hacks will try to characterize everyone who doesn't parrot their gaslighting. What have we said from day one? There's no question it's serious. The question is how serious. Right. And what is the appropriate response based on gauging how serious that threat is? Ladies and gentlemen, airliners crash every year. We don't shut down air travel because there's a threat. It's a serious threat, right? No one denies that. Airplanes crash, thankfully not often, but they do. But we don't shut down air travel because we realize that the threat and the shutting down of air travel, if we were to do that because a plane crashes, that the entire world economy would collapse and the outcome from that would be far worse than just dealing with the threat reasonably. Jenkins asks a question and he says this, is it time to start opening up the economy, engaging three different levels of threat for those who are elderly or have conditions which put them in a high risk category, asthma, diabetes, immunocompromised, whatever it may be, you are in a high risk category. Is it time to tell those people you are going to have to take some drastic measures? We may need you to self-quarantine for a while. Because we don't, what you are at high risk. Is it time to tell others? This is Jenkins' proposal. You can read the piece yourself. But it's time to start having serious, hard conversations. Is it time to tell everyone else, listen, wash your hands. Take protective measures. If you can get some hand sanitizer, fine. Keep your house clean. Keep yourself, obviously, clean. Keep your hands clean. Stay away from people you know are sick. But is it time to say we've got to open this economy back up? We've got to do it, and we've got to do it quickly. Because, ladies and gentlemen, again, as I just said to you, yeah, we can probably stop the spread of this thing by shutting down the economy for three months. The question becomes then, was the cost of doing that in human lives, death tolls, lost income, lost jobs, marriages, health, stress, depression, and suicides, is it going to be a higher cost than the alternate? These are hard conversations. I like Jenkins' piece. I disagree with the headline a little bit. I don't believe there's ever going to be victory. I believe here it's going to be a choice of less bad options. We may find a vaccine soon that works. That'd be great. But we may be dealing with this for a long time. I can't watch any more business owners like that. I can't. It's rough, folks. It's time to isolate the vulnerable and start to have a serious conversation about what we do with everyone else. This can't go on forever. You have any idea how many people's lives are being totally destroyed and decimated right now? And for those in the listening audience, and fair enough, I don't mean this as an, I'm not, in, I'm not, I have no, I'm not interested in attacking you right now or anyone else for a difference of opinion at all. Zero interest. But for those of you who say, you know, 
rather simplistic responses because they are. And I'm sorry if you take that the wrong way, but hey, Dan, it's not about the money. It's about lives. Ladies and gentlemen, that's nonsense. That is nonsense. That is a kindergarten level talking point. Tell that to a guy who um, two months ago was struggling to keep his business afloat and keep his 50 to 60 employees working, who now is in the can, who now has no way out of this. Go walk into him and tell him that, hey, dude, don't worry. It's not about the money. Of course, it's not about the money. It's about a pathogen unleashed upon us by a tyrannical communist regime. But ignoring the fact that people need money, which is an exchange of value to put their kids in school, to buy food, to pay their rent, to pay their mortgages, and to keep their car from being repossessed is infantile. What do you think money is? It's an exchange of value that allows people to buy products to keep them alive. I haven't gotten any of those emails because I'm, I'm, I'm serious when I tell you. My audience, you guys are, and ladies are on top of it. But I see some left-wingers out there, and I know it's not about the money. Gee, thanks. That really helps right now. Guy trying to keep his family afloat during this. All right, I've got some other stories outside of the Wuhan virus uh, crisis right now. Let me get to my second sponsor. I want to get to this because it's an interesting story, election 2020, about a phenomenon breaking out in Minnesota. And I want to get back to that NSA story, which is going to definitely bake your bagels got me thinking. And a couple other stories about things going on on college campuses right now, too. Some of these professors are freaked out. Uh, today's show also brought to you by buddies at GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, GenuCell. You wish that double chin would just disappear? Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, people look at your jawline. It tells your age. Here's Robin from Lubbock, Texas. She's back. I put GenuCell jawline cream in my neck two or three days ago. It's the best my neck has looked in 20 years. People told me my face looks young. I am blown away. With Chamonix MDL technology, GenuCell's brand new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin on your neck for tight, tight, healthy, younger looking skin. You will see your mirror smile back at you or 100% of your money back. No questions asked. Order GenuCell's brand new jawline treatment absolutely risk-free and get a second month for half price. And for results in 12 hours or less, GenuCell immediate effects is also yours free. Got to throw that on sometimes before you go on the air a little bit. Oh. Order online for an extra $30 discount. Online orders only. Just use my promo code DAN30. That's DAN30 at checkout. Go to GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, GenuCell.com. Order now and shipping is also free. That's GenuCell.com, GenuCell.com. Promo code DAN30, DAN30 at checkout. Check it out today. All right, back to the show. So I rarely use left-wing activist sites like Politico. They're called bullshit for a reason. Um, but Politico had an interesting piece up. So you know what? I'll, it may be worth your time. I've read it. It doesn't seem uh, actively, but once in a while, mm. even a blind squirrel finds a nut. But interesting piece about the key swing state of Minnesota. Ladies and gentlemen, President Trump lost Minnesota by just tens of thousands of votes. I mean, a sliver in the grand scheme of electoral national presidential elections. Minnesota, if President Trump wins Minnesota during the next election, and can pull off the states he won before, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, the path for Democrats is almost non-existent. Almost non-existent. Now, as we've seen, unfortunately, over the last few months, fortunes can change quickly. That's why I always tell you when discussing polls and elections, it is a data point in time. Be very careful. Politico, 
by Adam Basuti. Forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong. Minnesota on the edge, quote, this is a voter. I voted Democrat my whole life, but it's getting tougher. In a mining town in the heart of Humphrey, uh, Humphrey, Mondale, and Wellstone territory, excuse me, uh, Trump stakes his claim. This is a fascinating piece. It's this mining community in Minnesota. And it's, it's, it's interesting because it talks about this dynamic about how union working class dirt under the fingernails, we make America work crowd because you do. You build it, you repair it, you fix it, and you fuel it. I have, again, I've no, I've never had any, I, this constant, like Republicans don't like unions is nonsense. I just don't like people being forced to join any organization, unions included. My brother's in a union. You built this country, you make it work. Good for you. And I mean that. We'd be lost without you. But this fascinating, you're watching a, a paradigm shift in politics right now, Joe, as these dirt under the fingernail workers who've been in unions. And if you, the piece is rather long, but it'll be up in the show notes today. Please read it. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Go there, subscribe to my email list. I'll email, these, I'll email you these articles every morning. They're worth your time. Talks about how you're seeing this phenomenon in oil fields, in, in, in Pennsylvania, in the working class towns in Pennsylvania, in Minnesota as well. As these union workers who voted Democrat their whole life are saying, oh, I'm kind of done with this. And ladies and gentlemen, when you get through the article, you come to this conclusion. If you're trying to look at it collectively, like not just isolated single subject cases here, when you talk to these unions and you kind of pull their responses, it's clear as day the left's infatuation with this climate religion Oh, here we go. We're all going to die, yep. Joe. No more. We don't. We can't have any more fossil fuels, no more mining. No, that union workers are finally waking up and they're mm -hmm. saying, hey, when these Democrats crap all over the, the, the uh, fuel industry, the petroleum industry and the mining industry, that's me. That's me. Now, this isn't new. I mean, we've been talking about on this show how... Good Republicans. There are awful Republicans too. Please, we, we don't even need to go down that road yet. We know that. How good conservative Republicans who believe in the free market. I've said forever, they're your best friends. You could get all the union rules you want and still buy Democrats if there's no work out there because the economy stinks. All of this stuff is for naught. It means nothing. But now people in Minnesota, in this town in Minnesota they talk about, here's a little quote at the end are starting to realize that free market is your, the free market's your friend and Trump has been the guy to blast through the door. Quote from, a, from the Politico piece. This is from a voter. I just feel like Trump came along and just basically opened the door for people, she said. Mining is their history. They went with Trump because he was opening the door for it. I don't want to beat this up a lot, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to put that story out there for you to read because if they lose Minnesota too, and Trump holds what he did in the last election, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida, the swing states, North Carolina. There is almost no path for them for victory. None. And I want to salute people in unions who work hard for a living, who are finally starting to realize that, yeah, pro-business economy, uh, economy first principles matter. The new green deal, the green new deal, what Sean Hannity calls it, the new, <laughs> new green the Green New Deal, whatever one it is, the Green New Deal, this is a quick path for you to find yourself without a job. You talk about all the benefits you want. The benefits are relevant if you're not working. There you go. And people are finally starting to come around to that. All right. We have to do this. I'm sorry. But back to the Wuhan virus. We have to do the fake news rundown. 
The Fake News Rundown has become a very popular daily portion of our show where we debunk like whack-a-mole liberal myths that creep up every day. Because remember, the media's goals are this. I've been tweeting this all weekend. Number one, promote Chinese communist propaganda at all costs. Number two, divide the nation using identity politics. Number three, play gotcha with Trump as you try to dunk on him every day. And number four, maybe once in a while, put out some helpful information about the Wuhan virus to the public. Maybe. Maybe they'll get to number four. So we unfortunately have to dedicate a segment every day to debunking the latest media nonsense because they're nothing more than a Pravda-like outfit now, apparently for the Chinese government and liberals looking to dunk on Trump. So a story surfaced this weekend. If you took a break from the news this weekend, I don't blame you, but you may have heard this if you didn't. Washington Post, Joe, breaking. Trump knew in January this could be a pandemic. Oh, no. Headline, Shane Harris, Greg Miller, Josh Dossie, and Ellen Nakashima. U.S. intelligence reports from January and February warned about a likely pandemic. Of course, Joe. You In a normal media environment where the media is out there to hold government to account, no doubt, but to get you useful facts, hmm. you would say to yourself, what's useful about this piece? Well, the answer is nothing. Um, but the gist of the piece and what they're trying to make you believe is useful is Trump sat around and did nothing. By the way, completely ignoring the fact, Joe, which hmm. I'll get to in a moment, that in January, when Trump instituted the travel ban from China that probably saved tens of thousands of lives here, these same outlets told him he was overreacting. Oh, don't yeah. go anywhere. I've got the headlines. <laughs> okay. The, the same outlets. But the headline of this piece from a leak, Joe, air quotes in the intel community, Trump knew this could be a pandemic. Now, buried in the piece later on, you find this little gem. Intelligence agencies have been warning on this since January, said a U.S. official uh, on the intelligence report. And it was disseminated to, oh, mem wait, wait, wait. Remember, wait, hold on. Am I reading this right? So you're trying to dunk on Trump saying he knew in January, but the piece says that this same official said that it was disseminated to members of Congress and their staff? How about okay. that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. How about that? I thought the gist of your piece was that Trump was the single guy who knew and disregarded all of your advice. Keep in mind, Trump is the one in January who's getting this information. And it may have, wait, the NSA story will make this make sense. So don't go anywhere. I'm not trying to like tease you to death. I just want the show to flow in a certain order. So the, remember, the media is not here to tell you the story. They're here to tell you a story. The a story they're here to tell you, not this story, is Trump knew in January and did nothing, despite the fact that he did institute the travel ban. And the same media outlets trying to gaslight you were the ones who criticized him for it. And the same members of Congress who had the same briefing were the ones saying, Trump is overreacting. Again, the media is garbage. They are exacerbating and making worse a crisis. I love our free press, period. There are no disclaimers there. They have the right to be free and to report as they wish. That freedom includes the right to be morons, and they take us up on the opportunity every day. I'm simply suggesting to you, tune them out. They are useless in a crisis. Useless. Their priorities are only to dunk on you and dunk on Trump and promote propaganda. Now, 
in case you say, gosh, it can't be possible. The Washington Post is now insinuating Trump didn't do anything when he actually instituted the travel ban. And then the same Washington Post accusing him of not doing anything was actually accusing him of overreacting and being racist. Yeah, that really happened. But it wasn't just the Washington Post. The same people now accusing Trump of not doing enough in January were calling him a racist in January when he stopped travel from Wuhan and China where the virus was coming from. This is, listen, this is a cut. It's it's about a minute and 50. It's a long one. But this is a compilation. Hat tip, by the way, Tom Elliott on Twitter always has the best compilations from Graby and otherwise. This is a compilation of media people, the same ones accusing him of underreacting in January, back then accusing him of being a racist for overreacting in January. You'd be like, that can't possibly be true. Don't listen to me. Listen to the media in their own words. You know, since the beginning of the COVID-19 outbreak, we have seen not only the spreading of the virus, but also a rapid spreading of racism and xenophobia. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia. And simply being... you know, Chinese in a crowded space is something that causes uh, people to part like the Red Sea. Uh, daring to cough or sneeze causes people to actually shy away from you. There's a lot of restaurants that are feeling the pain of racism, uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. The Chinese foreign ministry came out today and they are furious with the U.S. They feel like these travel restrictions were unnecessary. They call them an overreaction. You know, historically, travel bans tend not to work very well. They tend to be counterproductive. Closing borders doesn't stop cases coming to your country. All these actions do is cause a culture of fear. They don't work. You touched on people blaming Chinese for their eating habits Mm -hmm. uh, and their culture. What will quell Uh, the racism that you are seeing. Um, They're not patroning Asian restaurants because of just straight up racism around the coronavirus. This painful rhetoric has consequences. Uh, Restaurants across Boston's Chinatown have seen up to an 80% drop in business. And I believe this has everything to do with the rapid spread of misinformation and paranoia. We're seeing lots of people talking about the dietary habits or the hygiene of Chinese people as being the root cause of coronavirus and and other uh, pandemics in the past, like SARS and like the bird flu. And a lot of it is simply just uh, beyond extreme and not held up by scientific data. That was various media outlets, talking head commentators, the hapless AOC and the equally hapless Ayanna Presley and other congresswomen, the squad. Again, obsessed in January over what they're always obsessed with, that is calling anyone who disagrees with them racist about anything. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this actually happened. Mm -hmm. The Washington Post today, President Trump underreacted in January. Liberals, the Washington Post, media outlets back in January. He is definitely overreacting and he's causing a lot of racism. I'll get to more of that. I've got some headlines for you. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I got some more. But let's go to the equally hapless Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow, who now is calling for President Trump to be pulled off television. Can't have him on TV, Joe, actually getting in front of the people and answering questions. Mm. I thought they were liberals interested in like, Mm -hmm. you know, liberal things like free speech and stuff. (laughs) Shame on you if you believe that kind of stupidity. Another story in the show notes to must read from the great 
Bill Jacobson at a fantastic blog. I can't encourage you strongly enough to read a website, Illegal Insurrection. Rachel Maddow and others now calling on the networks not to broadcast Trump coronavirus press conferences. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Moscow, Rachel. Moscow, Rach. Roswell, Moscow, Rachel. Roswell, Rach promoted Russian propaganda for two years. The biggest collusion hoaxer out there was forced to face plant herself, face palm herself. Oh my gosh, look what I did. And it dares, dares to call for President Trump to be pulled off the air. Now notice, because I am a libertarian at heart and a lover of liberty, despite the fact that Roswell Rachel, Moscow Maddow, lied for two years to America, promoting a fake Russian collusion hoax. Any moron knew was a hoax from the start. She promoted the PP tape hoax. I don't want Rachel off the air. I don't want to boycott her sponsors. Roswell, you do your thing. Keep your conspiracy theories going. Do your thing. You go, girl. What do they say? You do you. You want to promote your conspiracy theories? Knock it out. Go right ahead. I don't care. You know what I do? I get the clicker. Remember the clicker? I just called the clicker. Otherwise known as the remote control. Yeah. Get the clicker. Channel. Change. Big boys. We're all big boys and big girls. We can figure it out. You've proved your haplessness and ineptitude. I love the people on Twitter. Rachel's a Rhodes Scholar. Rhodes, you really need to reevaluate the scholarship program. You think it was the Ben Rhodes Scholarship Program. <laughs> Remember the fiction writer moron who worked for Obama? She wants Trump taken off the air despite promoting a hoax for two years. But again, Rachel has no character. She's not a legitimate, like principled person. Rachel's just a TDS level six infected human being with no principles, dignity at all. Because here was Roswell Rachel just a little while ago, if you did a basic internet search. Moscow Maddow. Now seems like a good time for a White House press briefing or two. February 27, 2020. idiots show prep is so easy these days you know why it's so easy you just have to like go to any kooky media lunatic <laughs> costanza over at cnn <laughs> chuck todd moscow maddow you just you start to go to anyone and just google it and a simple google search you'll find they said the exact opposite a month ago show prep is so easy it's so easy these days roswell rach a month ago this president better get out ahead of us and do some briefings. Roswell Rach now. No more briefings for the president. Shut him down. Okay. Do you have any dignity? Any? Now, in case you think I forgot about the Washington Post. Remember, Joe, democracy dies in the darkness is their tagline. Yes, it does. What they yeah. don't tell you is they are the darkness and they turn the lights <laughs> out. They don't tell you any of that. But Washington Post now. I showed you the story open in the segment. I'm sandwiching it with Washington Post stupidity. You had the meat and then you have the bread of the Washington Post dopey sandwich. Washington Post this weekend, President Trump knew in January and he underreacted. Here was the Washington Post in January accusing President Trump of the exact opposite. Headline one, Washington Post perspective. This is not a joke. This is not a, this actually happened. Jeez. January 24th, Washington Post. Why we should be skeptical of China's coronavirus quarantine. You say, surely it ends there. They can't be this stupid to have repeated this. Oh, no, they did. Let's go to headline number two. <sighs> Perspective, Washington Post. Why we should be wary of an aggressive government response to coronavirus. 
It goes on. Number three, Washington Post, perspective. How our brains make coronavirus seem scarier than it is. Hmm. Uh, oh, we have one more. I could do this all day, but in the interest of time, we, we could do this all day. Here's number four, Washington Post. Get a grip, America. The flu is a much bigger threat than coronavirus for now. These are the serious people, ladies and gentlemen. We're all the morons. Do me a favor. Look up the Dunning-Kruger effect if you get the chance. Dunning-Kruger with a D and a K. Check that out. Explains uh, Moscow Maddow and the geniuses at the Washington Post. I'll tell you what it is tomorrow. I never do homework assignments. That's not my job to make your life more difficult. But check out Dunning-Kruger. It'll all make sense. Okay, here is a, always, always the gold medal award winner in the uh, dopey media Olympics, Brian Stelter, even Moscow Matt. Okay, Stelter's, Costanza's always the dumbest guy out there. So here's Stelter who catches himself this weekend. Remember that it was another faux media hysteria <laughs> story. So Donald Trump, who had a press conference, expressed hope that chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, trade name Plaquenil, combined with a Z-Pak, azithromycin, that this may be a may may be a medication to treat the viral load that can obviously get dangerous and life threatening for some if you're infected with the Wuhan virus. So Donald Trump made the big air quotes, Joe, mistake of mm -hmm. saying, hey, this could be good news. This drug, this could be a treatment. So Andrew Cuomo, Democrat governor of New York, goes on the media this weekend, goes and gives us briefing. And Andrew Cuomo, remember, Democrat governor, key point here, goes on, Joe, and basically says the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're doing a study with chloroquine and Z-Packs. Let's see where this goes. Mm -hmm. So listen to Costanza, the dumbest guy in media, always, always. He catches himself because the media, they had a, a hack reporter, Peter Alexander, a total joke at NBC, who asked the question, are you giving America false hope? by saying this chloroquine could work because Alexander's a hack. And remember, they want America depressed all the time. They need you depressed all the time. So you tune into their stupid networks. Absolutely. So the media was outraged. President Trump, Joe, false hope, talking about chloroquine and ZPAC, false hope. Cuomo does the same thing. And Costanza, in between bouts of getting coffee for his CNN bosses, shows up on the air, on his airport viewed show only, never the volume up. And he's like Andrew Cuomo, who did the same thing is great. And then he catches himself. Watch this little brief segment showing you again why Costanza is always the dumbest guy in media. Check this out. This has been a remarkable show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. He's providing hope, but not false hope. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> yeah. Did you catch it? Cuomo just gets done saying the same thing Trump did. Hey, we got this treatment that may be good. He's like, could he may be providing hope? Oh, I, I mean, no, I can't say that, but not false hope because the <laughs> other guy who said the same thing, orange man, bad Trump. We can't say that. Did you catch Costanza? Oh yeah. He, he's not smart enough in his comments to censor himself quickly enough. So he has to post censor himself afterwards. <laughs> he went and got coffee after that, by the way. Costanza.
That's what Costanza does. So after Costanza, CNN and other all these networks, of course, they have to make sure this chloroquine thing's been a big topic because, ladies and gentlemen, this could, could be huge. Of course, we need science and we need studies. Of course. Plaquenil is a serious drug. It's not nicotine gum. This is the real deal. But ladies and gentlemen, this could be a potential viable treatment to save lives. God forbid we put that out there, Joe. People would have hope. We can't have that. We need people depressed all the time. Shut your businesses down. Everybody go bankrupt and make sure you watch CNN and support our sponsors. The great false hope. Yeah, right. This is what they want you to believe. I get I got that. So this is CNN interviewing Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's been working on the Trump Coronavirus Task Force as a medical professional, specialist in viral outbreaks and these things. He's been through them before. This is CNN on the chloroquine topic, again, trying to make sure that they divide Fauci and Trump because Fauci, as a doctor, got up at that same presser after Trump said, hey, this could be a potential treatment and said, hey, listen, I'm a doctor. I look at it differently. Let's look at the science. Nothing wrong with that. Nobody's mad at him. Trump Hmm. wasn't mad. He wasn't trying to face plant Trump. He's a doctor. That's what doctors do. Trump is a, he's an executive. He's there to try and get the nation through this. He's not there to conduct the study on chloroquine himself with a lab coat on. So here's CNN trying to make sure they divide Fauci and Trump and trying to prod Fauci into making negative comments and watch Fauci shut them down. Check this out. You said this week um, that you differed from the president in his assessment that a combination of two drugs, hydrochloroquine and azithromycin combined, could uh, have the outcome that he described to the public they possibly could. Where, who is the president listening to? And do you see a concern here that those drugs could uh, become you know, basically oversubscribed and there could be a shortage that could impact people who have persistent medical issues like lupus and need those. Okay, so, Margaret, there's an issue here of where we're we're coming from. The president has heard, as we all have heard, what are what I call anecdotal reports that certain drugs work. So what he was trying to do in Express was the hope that if they might work, let's try and push their usage. I, on the other side, have said, I'm not disagreeing with the fact anecdotally they might work, but my job is to prove definitively from a scientific standpoint that they do work. So I was taking a purely medical scientific standpoint, and the president was trying to bring hope to the people. Mm -hmm. I think there's this issue of trying to separate the two of us. There isn't fundamentally a difference there. He's coming from it from a hope layperson standpoint. I'm coming from it. From a scientific standpoint. (laughs) Joe, they can't help themselves. They are so desperate to keep you panicked and terrified 24 hours a day, despite the fact that we don't even have all the data yet on the r not on the fatality rates from this disease. We don't even have all the data. They want you panicked 24 hours a day, Mm -hmm. and they want division and identity politics everywhere. Good for Dr. Fauci for shutting that nonsense down. All right, last fake news story, and then I want to get to this NSA story, and if I can, this college campus story. I'll get to all this stuff this week. Don't worry about it. Um, we got a lot to cover. There's always a lot out there. Sadly, the news cycle is coming at everyone like a fire hose now. <laughs> yeah. 
So another Reuters breaking news story. You saw this week. Again, this is all dunk on Trump, gotcha nonsense. None of this stuff is any legitimate purpose. It's not actual reporting, ladies and gentlemen. Here's this thing at Reuters. Exclusive. Oh my gosh, they got an exclusive, Joe. United States axed the CDC expert job in China months before the viral outbreak by Marissa Taylor. I'm sure she got a big pat on the back for this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Joe, again, ladies and gentlemen, oh, what yeah. is a story, not the story? The media is trying to tell you a story, not the story. What is that a story? Trump axed a position in China. And therefore, Trump is responsible for the outbreak. That's the insinuation. Yeah. Make no mistake. <laughs> Until we get down to uh, the CDC's actual comment on the piece that this position they asked in China, quote, from the CDC, ladies and gentlemen, I'm reading this, had absolutely nothing to do with, with the CDC not learning of cases in China earlier. Wait, let me read that again. The CDC clearly said, Trump fired the guy, and therefore Trump is responsible for the outbreak, right? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Here's the actual quote from the CDC. That the firing or the axing of this position, I should say, wasn't fired, had absolutely nothing to do with the CDC not learning of cases in China earlier. I don't understand. What, what, what's this story then? Oh, now you find out that the position was axed at that portion, because they were afraid that the person in the position was getting misinformation and useless information from China. Yeah, don't put that in the story, um, you know, or just hide that at the end, like you did in the, your crappy Reuters headline. Fake news, ladies and gentlemen, even in the time of crisis. They don't take a break, and neither do we. All right, final sponsor today. I got this NSA story, which is pretty awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Brickhouse Nutrition. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, listen, you got to stay healthy right now. I mean, really, if any time, this is it. Brickhouse Nutrition, this is a company that's been with me from the beginning. Love this product right here. This is Field of Greens. Ladies and gentlemen, we all know we're supposed to eat fruits and vegetables to stay healthy. We all know that. Everyone tells us that. Doctors, nutritionists, personal trainers, friends of ours who work out, but we don't do it. Well, we got the solution right here, Field of Greens. This is a real super vote. This isn't some fake you know, chump health food powder made out of crappy extracts. This is real food. You don't believe me? Look on the back of the bottle. There it is right there. It has a nutrition facts label. It doesn't say supplement facts, nutrition facts. You can see it right there because this is real, wholesome fruits and vegetables. It has a full serving of high quality USDA organic fruits and vegetables complete with antioxidants and all those healthy micronutrients. One scoop a day, I throw it in green tea, sometimes in V8, sometimes in orange juice, sometimes in protein shakes. Ladies and gentlemen, it will fuel a healthier, happier lifestyle. Gosh, we need that now. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan today. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Dan. I can't recommend this stuff highly enough. Notice this bottle is almost empty. Because this is Paula's bottle. She loves this stuff. That's why she looks so beautiful all the time. She's got good genes too, I might add. Her DNA ain't bad either. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Get 15% off your first order. They came out with a wild berry flavored version today of Field of Greens. Give it a try. It tastes delicious. Again, BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan. Go today. While you're at it, give Foundation a try too. Their creatine product. (laughs) That stuff works. Big time. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check it out today. All right. Uh, can we skip ahead, Paula, to this uh, Washington Examiner, the NSA story? Because this is important. 
We only have one. We're down to like a, 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 our, our normal skeleton crew here. So we got to like bounce around and do stuff. So there's this fascinating story up at the Washington Tower. Please read this. Please. Tom Rogan. It's again, it's one of those stories at the beginning of the show. You wonder if it's just you. And then I said to Paul, is this a great story? She's like, I love it. Washington Examiner, be up in the show notes at Bongino.com. Did the NSA bust China's coronavirus cover-up by Tom Rogan? Great piece, March 20th, 2020. So the gist of the piece is this. And listen, it's out there. I guess some of you might understandably say, why are we exposing this bit? Tom Rogan says in the piece, listen, he's speculating. It's not, you know, based on some inside intel, but... The speculation is fascinating regardless. And his theory is this, that the Chinese central government, the communist leaders are very hard to spy on. They're obviously, because of their tyrannical nature, Mm -hmm. concerned about spying, human intelligence gathering, signals intelligence gathering, and they take a lot of proactive measures, sweeping for bugs, listening devices, probably whacking anyone who turns out to be a spy. Obviously, you can do that in tyrannies, you know. So it's hard to spy on central command and therefore disputing what that Washington Post article said earlier in early January, when this was getting really bad in China and December and January, it was probably tough to get information from central command sources in China. You tracking me, Joe? Mm, Audience referee. Yes, yes. But the core of the outbreak, ladies and gentlemen, in China, we know was in Wuhan. There's a reason it's called the Wuhan virus. That's because it started in Wuhan. And what they're saying is, although central command in China is probably pretty good at avoiding listening devices and being spied on, Rogan's theory in the piece, again, which is worth your time, is that these local provincial officials are probably not as talented at doing that, at avoiding surveillance, that is. Hmm. So he's throwing out there that maybe our NSA, who's been known to, you know, hoover up this kind of stuff, text communications, phone communications. Maybe it took them a little bit, but once the people in Wuhan started talking and the provincial officials over there who were not as skilled at central command as avoiding these and engaging in counter surveillance measures, that may be how we found out just how bad this was and maybe why Trump all of a sudden started taking very serious measures. In other words, entirely, completely refuting, if true, the Washington Post's entire premise. Fascinating, fascinating. From the Tom Rogan piece. Again, worth your time. Unfortunately for Xi, China's lead, of course, the party's provincial officials are less solicitous with operational security. In other words, keeping their communications quiet. The sheer size of the party's bureaucracy means that someone in some position, Joe, is eventually going to say something they're not supposed to say on a cell phone or even an encrypted line. If it's sent with signals, the NSA can get at the target in just about every case. Nice job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they were the ones who put out the Paul Revere running through the streets, our NSA saying, hey, what they're telling us is going on in Wuhan is not what's going on in Wuhan. This sounds a whole lot worse. Fascinating piece. Definitely worth your time. And again, some of you may say, well, you know, is putting this out there helpful? Ladies and gentlemen, you know, it's out there. It's worth discussing. And I don't think China now is going to, you know, at this point, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Clearly, they were engaging counter surveillance mechanisms before. But it's good to know that people are in there listening and may have gotten a hold on some information. All right. um, Campus reform story. 
This is an interesting one. Another one I picked off uh, Twitter, which again, just speaks to people's priorities on the left in a crisis. So we all know, unfortunately, our college campuses and universities are just deluged in tidal wave-like fashion with radical leftists who have no sense of, uh, or even just principles or, in, 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 or, or just economics or anything. Now, there's some, a lot of good people out there doing hard work, but some of them are just radicals. Their goal is indoctrination, not education. It's always been their goal for a lot of these folks. They've never lived in the real world. They survive in the halls of academia in this fake fantasy land. They are terrified that what they're actually teaching may get out. Great piece of campus reform, again, in the show notes. Please check it out. Where these professors are now worried that students will share lectures with, quote, right-wing sites by John Street, managing editor. What? What's going on here? This, this, yeah. So now that distance learning is taking, you know, a lot of the universities and college campuses have been closed due to the Wuhan virus. So a lot of these universities are saying, well, you know, the, the show must go on. We're going to do it via distance learning, online courses and elsewhere. These professors, not worried about education, are worried that some of these online lectures, Joe, may be recorded and transferred to right-wing sites. Why, 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 why are you worried about that? Why, well, what's the problem? If what you're teaching is an actual, genuine educational experience, wouldn't you, Joe, tell me if I'm crazy here, wouldn't you want to disseminate that educational material to the widest audience possible? Ah, what's, what are you so worried about? Yeah, huh? Of course you would. So we had this professor at TCU, Emily Ferris, who tweeted out, quote, if you are recording a lecture on anything controversial, be prepared for right-wing sites to ask students to share it. Oh, okay, what's the problem? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my show is out there on YouTube. My show is out there, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, my website, whatevs. Share. Share. Share away. I'm not ashamed of anything we put out in the show. I love it. I'm proud of our material and our audience. I'm proud of our efforts to get you the facts. Share. You would be doing me, the verdict is in, you would be doing me a huge favor. <laughs> Share this content everywhere. Reddit, Twitter, YouTube, as long as you link it to us. Some confusion about that before. Share away. Share away. Why are professors who are supposedly educating our students so paranoid about people and sharing their educational material, the answer is because it's not educational material. It's left-wing radical BS, and they know it, and they don't want to be fact-checked. It's just that simple. Great story. Totally worth your time again. Where are the liberal priorities? Don't share our stuff with the right-wingers. God forbid they start to fact-check us. All right. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't discuss this as the final segment of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Pelosi flew into D.C. back from her district in San Francisco after taking a week off and totally destroyed phase three of this anticipated um, Wuhan virus bailout package they were working on up at Capitol Hill. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of bad things in there. There were some good things. But make no mistake, uh, that bill did not pass yesterday because Pelosi came in and destroyed it. You may say, that's not possible, Dan. The vote was taken in the Senate. Nancy Pelosi is a speaker in the House. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, she came in and made sure she threw a stink bomb into T Chuck Schumer and Capitol Hill to make sure this thing was thrown away. You know why? You want to hear what happened behind the scenes? Yeah, do tell. Here's what I'm hearing. Pelosi's been getting ragged on, and I'll show you this tweet in a second. 
by left wing, far left wingers for letting President Trump look like he's using the, the machinery of government to help the American people. Again, the left is not concerned at all with helping you. You understand this? They're only concerned about who gets credit for the appearance of helping you. Don't forget the difference, please. Again, I'm not giving all these Republicans a pass either. I'm simply telling you Pelosi came in, told Schumer, shut it down. So this relief bill, Wuhan relief bill, got wrecked this weekend because of Pelosi. The Democrats stopped it. That's not in doubt. I'll show you the New York Times evolving headlines and I'm proving what I'm telling you is true. New York Times, of course, can't have it out there. The Democrats shut it down. So they, their headlines evolved. I got that in a minute. But they shut it down because make no mistake, crazy left-wing nuts are upset that if Donald Trump figures out a way out of this and the Republicans and can put a, a Band-Aid on the economy that the Democrats won't get credit. I'm not kidding. So what are they doing? They're now shutting the whole thing down because they want to add in a bunch of unrelated far left wing crap now to send a signal to America that, look, we did this, not Trump. You don't believe me? Here's one of these left wing groups. Here's one of the tweets. They're, up, they're, they're, they're congratulating Pelosi for shutting everything down. Check this out. This is at Karen A. Cope, K. Hobart Flynn, Karen Hobart Flynn. Blue check mark. They're always smarter than us, of course. Thank God for Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer blocking the inadequate Republican stimulus package. Listen to this stuff. Not enough money to help hospitals. That's a that's a myth. Mm-hmm. And states battle COVID-19. Here, Joe, get a load of this. I'm, I'm, Joe, serious question here for you and the listening audience, yeah. terrestrial and digital. Please tell me, I'm going to read the second half of her tweet, what, why she's so happy Nancy Pelosi shut it down. What does any of this have to do with the Wuhan virus? She says, thank you, Nancy Pelosi, because there wasn't enough money to protect our democracy and, and elect, elections. Hmm. Ele- does that say elections? Uh, elections. And the $500 million secret fund to bail out corporations? <laughs> so she wants... To do what about our elections? This is real. Yeah. These are left-wing activists on Twitter who are congratulating Pelosi for throwing a Molotov cocktail on this relief package because they wanted money for to nationalize elections. Not a joke. If you're asking yourself, what does that have to do with the Wuhan virus? Yes, so is everybody else, too. Yeah. The answer is nothing, of course. They don't want to help you. They're not interested in helping you, the Democrats. I'm sorry if you felt that way. They're only interested in passing this radical agenda to show their activists that, look, we can get credit for this too. That's it. Now, the New York Times was forced to acknowledge the truth that the Democrats voted down this stimulus package, whatever you want to call it. Now, some geniuses on Twitter said, watch. This headline, I'll, I'll put them all up in a minute. The first headline, it's all in one tweet. But this isn't the, their evolving headline. Someone must have reached out to the New York Times and said, you can't have this first headline up. It's the truth. We got to gaslight people. Check out their evolving headline and Nancy Pelosi crashing the bill. Headline number one, Joe. These are real headlines, not a Hi. joke. Democrats block action on $1.8 trillion stimulus. Someone must have called them and said, guys, you can't tell the truth. We got to gaslight people. You better massage this thing a little better. Headline number two, Joe. 
Democrats block action on stimulus plan. Seeking worker protections. They had to throw uh-huh. that in there, making sure they provide cover. Th- apparently that wasn't good enough either. So hat tip at KLF, we discovered this. And then they went for the third try, I guess, after getting a call by their Democrat, uh, you know, uh, overlords again, saying you can't write that either. You got to get this Democrats block stuff out of there. Here's the third headline it evolved into. Partisan divide threatens deal on rescue bill. Gee. <laughs> All the news, it's fit to print. Unbelievable. 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 Uh, One more quick thing. I know I got to run, but... All this left-wing focus group tested radical Green New Deal anti-corporation stuff. For all you morons in the liberal left and the activist media who don't understand that corporations are businesses that hire people. When those corporations you hate so much go under and you're forced to look at mom and dad across the table who now have no job because they work for an evil corporation. Just let them know that this lefty activist groups on Twitter, they had your back the whole time while you're sitting there out of a job and you can't feed your kids because you work for an evil corporation. Idiots. People are so stupid. It really is incredible that somehow the dumbest among us in a country of 330 million people have all managed to congregate on Capitol Hill and get elected. Incredible. If you had to pick 500 plus of the dumbest members of our society and how they all managed to get elected to some of the same positions on Capitol Hill is just disturbing. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. It's going to be a busy news week. Please don't go anywhere. Thank you very much for maintaining your loyalty to our show. It means a lot to me. I know it's tough times and there are a lot of viewing options right now. I really, really appreciate it. I know many of you aren't in a car. You're not driving to work. A lot of you are home. I really, really thank you. I mean this for tuning into our show. Our audience means everything to us. Thanks again. Please subscribe to the show on video, youtube.com slash Bongino, youtube.com slash Bongino. It's free. We put a lot of work into the video. Subscriptions are always free. We appreciate you giving it a look. See you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.